for the week of January 26, 2020. This is Star Wars TV Talk, where we dive deep into every Star Wars TV and Disney Plus streaming series, as well as all the latest news coming out of Lucasfilm. This week, as we eagerly await the mid-February premiere of the seventh season of The Clone Wars, we're going to continue our review of the final ten episodes of Star Wars Resistance. Today, we are discussing episode 12, The Missing Agent, and episode 13, Breakout. And to help me with that is John. John, how are you doing? Couldn't be happier. This, uh... These two episodes felt like a little mini-movie, and I gotta say, I was grinning, so... I got a lot to say about resistance and I'm pleasantly surprised with how the season's starting to shape up after so many filler episodes. Uh, yeah, feeling pretty good, but got a little bit of news to get into. So I'm going to throw back to you cause, uh, it's been a, a busy, busy week in the world of star Wars. Well, the social media world has blown up with scripts and concept arts and a whole <laughs> bunch of stuff, but there was a possible script leak. And after this, John, I have a question. Trevor or Abrams. Uh, to quote Kylo Ren, let the past die, <laughs> kill it if you must. I did check out the, the Trevorrow scripts, the multiple drafts that are now floating out around the intertubes. And I will admit there's a lot of intriguing stuff in there. Some, some cool ideas, uh, a very different take on Ray and the, the themes that could have been woven into the final episode. But honestly, a script is just a script. What we see on paper has very little to do with what would be realized on film. And so, you know, we can play what if all day long, but really when it comes right down to it, we don't know what those movies would have turned into, you know, early drafts very much, especially with star Wars do not resemble the final product. Like go check out the first draft of return of the Jedi. If you want to read a, a vastly different movie. So, you know, who, <laughs> who are you going to be mad at? Are you going to be mad at, uh, you know, uh, Lawrence Kasdan or Lawrence Kasdan because things evolve, right? So it's, it's just, that's the nature of script writing. So I can't get too worked up about it. It's cool speculation, but honestly, we got the movie we got and I am ready to move on from rise of Skywalker at this point, because we have so many more fun things coming down the pipe real soon. Absolutely. And I mean, I haven't really gone deep into the scripts or anything. Have we seen the, the full script of Abrams version of that. Like, do we know what was cut out of the film? What was, you know, those, those type of things. No, I'm, I'm sure that's still under lock and key somewhere at bad robot. And uh, we do know that it was a sprawling epic of a, a script. We know there was a heck of a lot that got pared down or chopped out entirely. Uh, so yeah, who's to say, like, it's very possible that what we got from rise of Skywalker was more a symptom of, really intense editing because there was just too much going on. So maybe there was as many cool ideas in Abrams script that wouldn't have found their way onto the screen as there could have been in the, the Trevor version. It's again, it, you get into that what if territory and honestly, there's no way to ever know. Yeah. It's speculation. It's fun. I haven't looked at the script. I've, I've heard some of the things that would, that were possibly in there that sounded cool. Uh, the concept art I looked at, and of course that all sounds cool. The idea of returning to Coruscant to me, mm -hmm. I thought was a loss from what we got uh but other than that i enjoyed the rise of skywalker so i you know i enjoyed with what we got like i mean i i felt like crying when chewie got his medal so i was i was leaving that whole thing pretty happy so you never know but yeah uh we got what we got we're not gonna like 
fans aren't going to be able to bring Trevor back and make whatever movie he wanted to make. Yes. It's not going to happen. We're not going to remake The Last Jedi. We're not going to remake The Rise of Skywalker. Whether you loved it, you hated it, you're indifferent, whatever it is, that's what we have. And we have a future. That's yes. important. We have a future in Star Wars. <laughs> yep. And one of the most near portions of that is the Clone Wars. And we got this final trailer. Yes, um, but just let's um, let's just get the the housekeeping out of the way first. Mm-hmm. February twenty first is the yes. official day that it begins streaming. We don't know if that's the full series is going to drop all at once, or if they're going to do it like the Mandalorian and do it weekly. Uh, we don't know, but we do know that the twenty first is the official date, and that is a Friday, which is great because it works perfect with our schedule. So we're going to be checking it out Friday evening, uh, doing our recording Saturday, and we're going to be dropping that late Saturday, early Sunday, so people will hopefully have it for their. Monday morning commutes, if not sooner. Um, that's our plan going into clone wars. And the nice thing is the way the timing works out, we will just be wrapping up our coverage of the finale of resistance the week before. So this could not be more perfect for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's, that's what we have cooking, you know, through, uh, spring. Now, what do you want to talk about with this trailer? So I, I just want to point out, cause I'm sure cartoon network is just loving all this stuff. So it is officially a Disney plus yes. original. It's got the label it's on Disney plus. So yeah, uh, cartoon network isn't really getting it, uh, much no acknowledging love. here, no love, <laughs> but you know, Hey, whatever this trailer, holy cow, there is a <laughs> lot going on. There's a lot of speculation that people are having. You see so much happening. It is. It looks like there's some destruction. It looks like there's a lot going on. Now, one of the biggest questions, and I didn't have this confusion, but I know there are people, and people have approached me, and they go, wait, didn't Padme tell Anakin she was pregnant in Revenge of the Sith? Why is she pregnant in this hologram that they have? And my answer was like, well, this intertwines with the mm-hmm. Revenge of the Sith. So... I think we're not getting a necessarily clean lead up and it's going to be, you know, cut off right when Palpatine is put on or the Senator Palpatine is, you know, captured by Grievous and taken hostage. I don't think it's going to like end season finale is going to be like that unless it goes kind of the way that the whole series has gone and and episodes are kind of out of chronological order. I don't know if they're still going to do it that way, but I think we're going to, I think we're going to see order 66 happen in the show. Yeah, I, I kind of think they're telegraphing that a bit in this trailer. There's a bit of foreboding in it mm-hmm. and a bit of an ominous tone. And yeah, you, you get the sense that maybe at some point we're looking at troopers post order 66 that have a crisis of conscience. And we know that, you know, some of them are loyalists to Ahsoka after the fact, like, so we know that there's still a lot of story to tell here and overlapping it with the events of revenge of the Sith. Now that, you know, someone's actually posed that, you know, now that the trailer is, is kind of suggesting that maybe that's what they're going to do. I'm, I'm thinking about it and I'm going, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a story I want to hear. So as much as it kind of would have been cool to get sort of the rogue one to a new hope sort of handoff, mm-hmm. I think I'm liking this idea a little better. And, and again, we don't really know how it's going to unfold, but, uh, an exciting trailer nonetheless. So if they go that route, I'm happy. If they don't, I'm happy. Cause it looks like we're going to cover a lot of ground in this season of clone wars. Yeah, I just think that that would be so neat to have uh, kind of the because we saw the inside looking out of Order 66, right? Like we saw Palpatine right. give the order. We saw Anakin kill. Or we didn't see him directly kill the younglings, but we know how that all ends. But right. we didn't necessarily see what it was like for all these Jedi. We saw kind of the the main ones, some of the cool ones get get destroyed by their 
troopers, but we haven't actually seen anything on the run unless you've, you know, played some of the games or read some of the books mm-hmm. or, you know, of course, heard the stories from some of the shows. But yeah, I, I want I want this to, to come down this way. I would love to see this happen. I would love to see what really goes on with Ahsoka that, that leads her to be the person that we see in Star Wars Rebels, because that is a different Ahsoka than what we have, of course, in right. Clone Wars, even when she leaves. Like, there's such a long period of time, and we know that she leaves, but yet she also comes back because she's here in Clone Wars, and so there's something that, that at least has brought her back semi to help the Jedi Order. Her and Darth Maul are going to have a face-off. Like, what's up with that? That's going to be sweet. Mm-hmm. And it looks like we get to see this whole siege of Mandalore, all this stuff that we've been seeing. Now, I mean, I know I'm getting into speculation territory, and I might not be... <laughs> I might not leave with some of my things being fully, you know, seen, but I would like to see some young Gideon play out in this show a little bit. Like, that would be pretty cool. Hey, we're going to see a young Kanan in hologram form, uh, which is kind of cool. Like, that may just be an Easter egg. That may be all we get. Right. But might they delve into, you know, where he's at during order 66 when he basically becomes, you know, an orphan Padawan on the run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Th- this is neat because clone wars is now officially bumping into uh, a time period where we already have a lot of knowledge and a lot of context. So for it to weave its way through it is going to hopefully illuminate a lot of that stuff that we've heard, you know, secondhand from, you know, other, other adventures. Uh, maybe we'll get to peek in on those and see them firsthand. Uh, the the possibilities are endless and it just looks like they're going to go in so many different places. And I got my hopes up. I, I feel like this is going to be really satisfying. It's, it's a great trailer. Like it, if the show is terrible, they certainly sold it well with this trailer. Cause I was feeling, I was feeling like this, this feels like it, it would be a, a really, really great movie. Like the way they're presenting it. Uh, if you, you know, squish it all down and, and take the, the credits out, it looks like it could play out like a really exciting mm-hmm. Star Wars, yeah, movie, yeah. kind of, kind of like the Mandalorian in hindsight. Uh, and if they pull that off, you know, if they give us a really fantastic finale and tie up these storylines and bring us to some places that we've wanted to visit that we've never seen, you know, on screen, great, mm-hmm. fantastic, yeah. And there's so much time that ha- that goes on in the Revenge of the Sith. Like, there's just so much we didn't see that because mm-hmm. that movie just goes by so quick. Even though it's a longer movie, it just goes by so so fast. So. I'm hoping that they bring in some of these stories in there. But other than that, we have a trailer. We didn't get a lot answered. We nope. we know what we're kind of going to see, but we, we don't know how it's going to play out. We don't know any of these things. We can speculate all day. I'm just ready for this month to pass so that I can get that first episode and we can just get into this because I'm super excited about this. I don't think I've ever been this excited about an animated show ever. Well, let's check in in 29 days and uh, see how it delivers. Yeah, well, let's go ahead and get into our discussion of Star Wars Resistance. Very good. Star Wars Resistance Season 2, Episode 12, The Missing Agent. Kaz and Yeager, CV-23, and Sonara respond to a distress signal from a Resistance spy named Norath, who is being pursued by a bounty hunter. This mission does not go as planned, as the bounty was set by the First Order. Mm-hmm. So these episodes, they kind of blend in together. Episodes yeah. 12 and 13, they just blend right in. So the transition, it's pretty smooth. I'm going to say, I left these two episodes being very satisfied. <laughs> sure. 
when this episode started, when episode 12 started, I was thinking, oh my gosh, another like side mission? Come on. Right. And then it started coming together. I'm like, oh, wait, this is a bigger thing. Oh, gosh, this was great. So mm-hmm. so first, I, I have to appreciate Captain Doza here. So Doza finally speaks out about Kaz and like, you know, every decision you've made, you've endangered this entire ship. Right. That's been a, that's been a concern that you and I have had, but yeah, now Doza finally comes out and, and says something about it, calls Kaz out. And it was, that, that was just kind of a, a funny thing for me. To me, this episode started a little bit slow to get me on board because of things like that. Like, Oh, side mission. Oh, Doza's calling him out. I feel like this is only kids humor we have in the show though. But within the first five minutes you have, Kaz like, oh, I'm great at ha- having a low profile. And then, yeah. You know, he's knocking kinda... over fruit carts and yeah, ticking off the locals. But I feel like that was, that was it as far yeah. as the, the cheesy humor. I kind of wanted to speak to that a little bit because this is the first couple episodes of resistance, maybe with the exception of the finale arc of season one, where, you know, Starkiller base actually, you know, blows up the, the Hosnian system and, you know, Kaz has, you know, a, a critical <laughs> moment, uh, there, uh, aside from that kind of heavier fare, this felt a lot more, uh, mature in many ways. Uh, the story had some genuinely tense, like fisticuffs, like, you know, uh, not like gratuitous violence, but they come to blows a few times over and you feel it a bit more like there's some weight to this and people are getting hurt and, you know, people are getting tortured and the stakes are high in this. And for some reason they make you feel that right. Like there, there's something about the tone and how they shot this that just feels a lot more grown up than a lot of the, the resistance fair. And, and like you, you know, we, 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 head off on what seems to be another routine mission, a little bit of slapstick there when they get down to stand in Tatooine and then it all shifts, you know, you, you, you get the, the stakes of this, you know, this, this, um, resistance spy has genuinely been captured. He may not be alive. We got very little to work with and we know that we have a formidable opponent who, uh, yeah, is, is more than our equal, you know, at every time we, we cross his path, uh, it, it flips into that mode so quickly that I was caught a little off guard and pleasantly. So like I actually kind of just sat back and, and tilted my head a bit and said, why does this feel so good? Like, why am I having so much fun with this? And I, I don't, I just got to lay it at the feet of the writing. I I think they were a little more daring, took a few more risks with, uh, yeah, just how intense they were willing to let some of this get. And I think, I think it works incredibly well. Yeah, I mean, I think we had a similar reaction in season Mm -hmm. one when they did show the, you know, Hosnian Prime get destroyed by star killer base like we actually right. saw that in this you know quote-unquote kids show we saw hux's crazy speech and then we we left that season not knowing if kaz's parents were on the planet or not if they're in the system or not rather and if if they survived so that that was a very mature and heavy weight for for us especially if we've seen the movies i mean that's definitely something that's thrown at the at least the older audience that has watched the movies. I know some parents keep their kids from watching some of these some of these Star Wars films because of maybe the violence or the maturity sure. here. So I don't know how many of the kids that watch the show actually seen the movie. But we have that. We have that there that this happened. And yeah, like with this one, we have a we get into like some torture stuff in the next episode, which is mm-hmm. just which is pretty insane. But yeah, this is very mature. It's very uh big writing. It's a lot of fun. And you you feel bad for some of these characters sometimes. You have this resistance spy, Norath, who you don't know his fate until uh, towards the end of this episode. 
But right. Yeager and uh, and Sonara, they are fighting this bounty hunter Axe, who's actually, like you said, he is not. He's not their equal. He's about two levels ahead of them. <laughs> Even when they team up against them, they can't win. And he yeah. keeps outsmarting. And he's like, he's got his he's got his gadgets. He's got his skills. Like, of course, our own Mandalorian has. <laughs> yes. But yeah, this is it was it was really insane to watch. And like, oh yeah, this is getting. This is getting in real deep, like on par with some of the stuff that we've seen in Rebels and that we've seen in the Clone Wars. Like it's mm-hmm. it's not shying back from that. It, it kind of comes out, it hits you pretty fast. And yeah, I was that same way. Like, okay, I'm liking this one a lot more. And then I get closer and closer. I'm like, oh, this is tying into everything. Yeah. They keep pulling in more of the characters that we've been waiting to see. You know, you get Pyreback and Tyranny and yeah, you, you realize that, oh, you know what? This could be a linchpin episode. They've got the BB unit. They're extracting the goods. You know, this might be where they get the upper hand on the resistance or, you know, vice versa. Like this could be a turning point in the story. And, and you're feeling that I really want to just focus in on the writing for just Mm -hmm. a second. First off, we have a, a two episode arc. There's no point in even separating these out mm-hmm. into two episodes. If you if you pull the credits off the back of the first one, they they dovetail into each other perfectly. It is a, a perfect cliffhanger to continuation. And that in and of itself, like them saying, Okay, we've got a story, we want to do this thing about, you know, them trying to rescue a, a spy in distress. Okay, we need a little bit more breathing room with this one. Let's do it over two episodes. That decision right there. That's what made this. Mm-hmm. That's what gave them enough time to establish characters, right? We get the cold open with the spy, you know, he's sweating bullets. Someone's coming through the door. He's trying to get the transmission out. That's, you know, that's intense. That's fun stuff to, to really kind of get you hooked right out of the gate. They wouldn't have had time for that nope. if we were trying to squeeze this into 22 minutes. And then you get a very competent unfolding of the story where there were so few occasions where I had to step back and I'll go, okay, well, there's a a plot convenience and, oh, you know what? They're kind of, you know, fudging the logic or the character motivations a little bit. There was so little of that. The only thing that I came away with where I was scratching my head a bit was you had the bounty hunter hack the door of their shuttle with his ax. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess they can't go to space in it. Like it's ruined. And then they go to space in it. So, you know, they, they glossed over that a little bit, but that was like the only time where I'm like, this plot isn't quite you know measuring up everything else was rock solid it it all just flowed you know followed one one plot point to the next and it was an incredibly good ride so high marks for the writing high marks for the visuals high marks for yeah just i don't know they just knocked this one out of the park yeah and we have yeager and sonara like getting tortured in this mm. episode, in the Force Awakens, we saw, of course, uh, the place that Kylo Ren liked to, you know, torture room. <laughs> resistance yeah. spies like the room. We saw his chair. And yeah. I don't think before this, we've seen what that chair actually does. We saw it with Han Solo. because Well, we saw the old version of it because they, right. they kind of tilted up and he's getting like sparked from the front. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we've never been like in on the scene for an extended period of time until, you know, the kid show decides to go there like that is kind of cool it's not a scream that you hear from the hallway it's not you know some other sort of artistic way to paper over the violence of it no they Mm -hmm. just they're just going for it and uh you know i mean it's i I don't want to oversell it it's not it's not gory in any respect but you feel it Mm -hmm. You, you feel you're there with the characters and that's that is tough for kids fair to pull off and uh i really really like that i really like that i was i was along for this ride and it had a fantastic payoff at the end too. I don't want to get ahead of you, but 
you know, we, we get a little bit of everything in this. We get the subterfuge running around the town, trying to evade capture, trying to free our friend. Um, we make it back up to space and we've got a little bit of, you know, space fun, uh, and some, some really satisfying visuals. You know, you got tie fighters flying into Colossus when it comes out of hyperspace, all at the end of rogue one, mm-hmm. you know, when, um, the star destroyer comes out of hyperspace and the rebels fly into it, you get that kind of stuff. I don't know. Just, I just really feel like they, they did a good job with this one. If, yeah. if, if I haven't conveyed that well enough already. Uh, I think of course, like, you know, the, another cheesy thing that's going on is of course, Norath is about as good a spy as Kaz. I mean, sure. Both, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, the resistance has a real problem with their spy competency. That's absolutely true. But, but I liked, uh, you know, this callback of, okay, Kaz has this idea. What's his genius idea. Let's disguise yeah. ourselves as clone troopers and get on and get onto the ship and free our friends, which has happened in like every star Wars trilogy ever. So that was, but you know what, cool. didn't that feel like star Wars? Like when they're at the door and they've just knocked out pyre and they're trying to, you know, shuffle off the other, the other, um, stormtroopers, you know, they, they kind of go into that Han Solo mode of like, we're all good here. Like nothing to see here. Move, you know, how are you? <laughs> you know, like they really found the voice of some of those star Wars situations that we've had in the past. And I don't know. I was charmed by it. I, I really thought that they handled it well, as much as we've walked through these beats many times over they, they, they breathed new life into them and they even flipped them on their head a little bit, right? Like they go into the, um, bounty hunter ship and you think, okay, well, they're going to get them and, you know, rescue them and get out and there'll be a showdown somewhere else. No, the bounty hunter again is showing that he's one step ahead and mm-hmm. this is all just part of his plot to, to trap them. So I don't know. I, I just pretty inventive. Uh, they, they took those traditional, Star Wars story beats and we're able to play with them in a, in a really great way. Well, and then like another thing that that's very Star Wars is they somehow get you to care for robots. You know, <laughs> yes. I know this is kind of, yeah. it, it's just an interesting concept. Like, Oh, it's a droid. Why am I feeling sad for a CB 23 that can barely like tug along. And every time it's getting, you know, a foot, it's like glitching and <laughs> yeah. you, you can tell it doesn't sound right. Like that's yeah. one of those things the that's devastating. Whimpers. Yes. Yes. You know, of course, you're devastated with C-3PO because you're like, oh, he's never going to remember his friends again. And of course, everything's fine at the end. And you know that that payoff is coming. Like if any time right. a droid is destroyed like this, there's a payoff at the end that's coming. It's like, oh, wait, they're fixed. But yeah, it got you feeling bad for it. You felt like there was something at risk here. I mean, the whole time the Colossus is hiding. And I thought, so my as I'm watching this, I'm like, oh, this is going to end on yet another cliffhanger. The Colossus is going to have to bail. Right. And they're going to have to figure out how to get back to the Colossus, meet up with other resistance fighters, you know, whatever, however they were going to do it. But I thought that's what was going to happen and that this was going to be the storyline that, that plays us through until the end of the season. And mm-hmm. it very well may like this very well may be the start of this storyline continuing to move forward with uh, with getting us back to this battle between the First Order and the resistance, because now we have another resistance spy on the ship with intel we have of course pyre failing once again and if you remember general hux in the in the last episode (laughs) we saw pyre there was kind of a threat to pyre so now we have all this communication that of course kaz and the rest of these resistance uh, pilots have went right through his fingers so how is this going to end i think next episode this is when we get the kylo ren stuff because i don't think pyre has any more opportunities i don't know if we're going to get phasma ever again (laughs) but we could yeah, it's just, it's super exciting. Yeah, you do get the sense that the stakes are raising. At this point, the Colossus and 
Kaz and his cohorts have foiled the first order enough times mm-hmm. that you feel like they're going to be a primary focus of tyranny and pyre, especially because we know that now Tam is compromised, right? Mm-hmm. The last episode established that they're looking at her. She's kind of in the hot seat a bit too, because something's not adding up on that side of the story either. So you do get the feeling like we're finally building towards something. We're, we're getting a, a little bit of steam here. Uh, so yeah, if the crap starts to hit the fan and we realize that, oh, the first order is actually going to stop dancing around the Colossus and really bring their full might to bear on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we could be in for some more fun, but wherever they go from here on out, I've at least had my faith restored that they can deliver a really good punchy story that hits all the right beats that leaves you satisfied. That is an arc, you know, like a multi-episode arc, which is something that I feel like almost all star Wars fair needs. It works better when you give it a bit of time to breathe and really set the table. It doesn't yeah. always have to be a, a 22 minute little one-off no stakes adventure. So I'm feeling really good. I just, I was grinning the whole way through on these and I am so hopeful that we keep this momentum going for the last, what do we got now? Um, six more episodes to go. Yeah. 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 And another thing that, that is kind of getting me to question some things. So when Axe first broke into their ship, mm-hmm. did he put a tracker on it? No, he, he just, um, cracked the lock on the door. He put that on the outside and you saw it do its little light thing. Mm-hmm. And then the door flips open. So it's, that's his locksmith kit. Yeah. And so I'm wondering, like, so this is the guy who has some money mm. invested in, in capturing sure. resistance. If I'm a bounty hunter and I have this type of technology, if I have a tracker on me, I'm putting it on that ship just Absolutely. in case things go south, like, you know, plan B. Like, yep. So this, what if this happens? Because now this is on the Colossus, the ship that is sought after by the First Order. Pyre is, of course, going to shift the blame onto Axe because Pyre's going to get in trouble, and therefore the First Order they never take responsibility. So he's going to put the he's going to put all that on Axe. What well, Axe mm-hmm. is going to say? Well, I know where they are, yeah, at all times because I'm the smart one that, that put a tracker on them. So maybe things like that. Who knows? No, it's good speculation because he was in the ship for a long right. time, right? He was sitting there laying in wait in the back of the ship. So of course, if he's a bounty hunter worth his salt, he's going to be working the numbers and saying, I need my plan A, B, and C. If this goes South, what's my next move? And we, they already established that he's competent enough that he is thinking a few moves ahead. So mm-hmm. I don't think that's outlandish. Uh, if they go that direction, great. If you know, the first order just wants to take care of it themselves and we never see that bounty hunter again. So be it. That's okay too. But either way, we've opened the door to hopefully some, you know, higher stakes episodes coming down the road. Yeah. It's been, it was so fun. This, the, these two episodes, they were just (laughs) outstanding to watch. They get your mind going. They get you, you know, they get you on your, uh, the edge of your seat a little bit for this, Mm -hmm. this, this animated show that have more times in this season frustrated me than left yes. me satisfied. But this time I feel like that this is the payoff we've been waiting for. I mean, I've gone through, I've gone through space dragons. I've gone through <laughs> space chickens and pirate curses. Yeah. And all of yeah, the relic, above. relic hunters and yeah. 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 So all of this stuff, I'm, I'm hoping that this is really where we get, I mean, you have six episodes left and you have six mm-hmm. episodes left. that could transition well into the rise of Skywalker or could leave it. I mean, we don't necessarily need that, that uh, that final episode leaving off with them reporting for duty at the at the final battle on Exegol, although it would be cool. We don't need it. They can do whatever they want. Just keep operating at this level. I don't mm-hmm. care what they show us. Just yeah, execute at this kind of level, and whatever we end up with, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. And 
you have six episodes to wrap up Tam's story. So mm. and I don't feel like we've spent enough time with her in this season. I've, I know that we've kind of started to see the turnaround, so it could make sense that the next episode she has her redeeming moment. But I would like to spend more time with her in the Resistance, them actually betraying her, because I think that's how this is going to end. And we had this conversation on a previous episode that now that they're watching her, she might get exposed to some of the more sinister nature of the first yeah. of the first order. And she might see firsthand, like she's already seen how they treat their prisoners and how even they treat themselves. She's already seen this kind of stuff. So you never know how that's going to go down. But I hope that I mean, she was mentioned in this episode a number of times. So mm. I think that, that they got a story arc for her to, to conclude very nicely. And especially with the oh, writing absolutely. of this episode, I'm expecting a great conclusion to this whole story. I'm right there with you. I'm feeling good. They've set the table very well. And now we're seeing all the people and all the situations that we wanted to revisit. They're all coming back and we know we're, you know, heading into the final run here. I see no reason why we need more adventures of the week at this point. I just, let's get down to it. You know? <laughs> let's, uh, let's bring the heat. Um, yeah, it's going to be a good month. You know, we were just kind of killing time till clone wars came out and then, you know, hopefully, you know, Obi-Wan or, the, uh, the rogue one prequel or whatever we were going to be getting next on Disney plus, we were just, you know, we're in a bit of a holding pattern, but resistance might be up to the challenge of, of really keeping us engaged and delivering something fantastic in the meantime. Yeah. If it does that, I'm a happy camper. Yeah. And I think that from now on, just about every single star Wars property, we're going to get another SNL alum, just making a little cameo. Oh, Yes. <laughs> I think that's just going to be something that we're going to live with. I know that for you, uh, you had mixed emotions about some of the stuff. But yeah, this one, we have Fred Armisen in, the, in mm. the, at least episode 12 of, from this week. Yeah, that was that was kind of that was kind of interesting, kind of fun. He wasn't too cheesy. He was like the perfect level of a guy just doing what he has to do to get money and then turning into, okay, yeah, there's, there's a little bit of comedic relief with it. And Kaz is also really bad at interrogating. But yeah, we got an SNL alum here. Yes, we did. Fred Armisen's a bit of a chameleon. I didn't actually pick up on it when I was watching the show, but it does fit because Fred Armisen, uh, he gets lost in his characters and uh, that's cool. I don't know if it's intentional that they're pulling from SNL because maybe people at the show are kind of opening doors for their buddies and saying, oh, I got someone who's perfect for that. Like, I don't know how this is coming about, but it certainly does seem like Lucasfilm does not shy away from the sketch and improv community to uh, create the comic relief for their shows. And you know what? More often than not, it works pretty darn well. So I'd say keep that up. I'll take Sudeikis in a Stormtrooper outfit. I'll take Fred Armisen. Um, Amy Sedaris wasn't quite working for me, but that was yeah. the rare exception. Uh, so yeah, yeah, this is this is all good. Uh, as much as Lucasfilm has a lot of proving to do with their next round of movies, I feel like they're just really on top of their TV right now. Yeah, yeah, it's been great. And of course, you are doing some nice little SNL content. So where can the people go to hear more about that? Yes. If uh, you enjoy the SNL, you can check out the SNL after party podcast on all your major podcasting player apps, or you can go to snlpodcast.com. We just released our 100th episode blowout spectacular. Um, so we covered all the cut for time sketches from the first half of season 45 and, um, answered some listener questions and had some fun. So if anyone likes SNL and would like to delve into the minutia of that comedy institution, by all means, check us out. And you can follow up with this show on Twitter at star Wars TV talk. You can also find us 
by searching whatever podcast provider for Star Wars TV Talk. And please do not forget to leave us that nice little five-star review. You can find more TV Talk podcasts at tvtalk.fm. Thank you so much for listening, and may the Force be with you always.